So the, now we are sitting on the meeting room on the mezzo.、Mm-hmm. So the, maybe I, I think most of Japanese don't know about you.、Mm-hmm. So, first, please introduce、uh, yourself、mm-hmm. with some、uh, background、mm-hmm. and your current position.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, if you have some the masterpiece, the, I want to hear that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my name is Sebastian Oschatz. I'm from a company called Meso. We've been founded actually 20 years ago、mm. uh, in 97. We founded ourselves as people from different backgrounds.、Mm. So we had、uh, designers, product designers, graphic designers, and me, I, I、uh, studied computer science. At that point, and we met in 97 basically、uh, because we felt. I, as a computer scientist, I was working very much with design and the designers working very much with computers. And so it was a good idea to actually just get together and get a space to, to work in、mm. with this. And from that point on, it went a long way in the last 20 years.、Mm. And for now, we're focusing on, on situations where you put Where you have a space and you have communication and you have digital technology.、Mm. Like spaces where you put real people together to gather, to learn, to see, to do things, and using di- digital technology to、uh, get them into interesting interactions.、Mm. So, the, when you the started MISO,、mm-hmm. is there Any the Miso like company in Germany?、Um, there had been. I think there was a lot of artistic things going on.、Um, there were some companies like Art and Com, for example, working in that area. They had been the first kind of examples where digital, digital technology was, was used in, in exhibitions and.、Uh, And、uh, museums and things like that. Mostly, obviously, technology at that time means DVD players, whatever, graphics, print, and、uh, video monitors.、Mm. So, the, about 20 years、mm-hmm. you're running the MISO, and uh, the, what kind of work the MISO is doing the, from the 20 years ago? And,、uh, is it changing the design field or the project field? Um, I think in the beginning, obviously, it was much more a playing field because people were much more open to things. And these days, obviously, a lot of things have been learned by so many people. So it's, it's, I think things today are much more specific in a way. So, a client asks specifically for a certain kind of purpose、mm. a certain piece of design has.、Mm. So, it needs to go viral, or it needs to show this and that, or people need to understand it in like four seconds, otherwise, it's worthless, and things like that. And this is, this is a kind of really specific briefing clients have these days.、Mm. And in the beginning, it was like, Well, we don't know about this stuff. Do something futuristic and it will, it will be great. And I think that's an assignment you don't get、mm. so often these days、mm. because the, 
the expectations of the audience and the expectations expectations of the clients are much more clear these days, obviously. And uh, could you do listing some clients with of Meso? Um, it was really interesting that right from the beginning, basically, as we founded our office, we we directly had uh, clients like Opel or Mercedes or or uh, Volkswagen right from the beginning with with agencies, of course, in mm -hmm. between. So mm -hmm. we're not working for them directly, but mm -hmm. um, automotive industry is in Germany a big thing. And from the, from the brand DNA of automotive companies, obviously technology is a big part. So for them, it was kind of clear. So mm -hmm. we are a high-tech car company. We need to have high-tech on our trade fairs. And so from that, it really, started in the beginning with uh, with car exhibits which extended i guess our various artistic endeavors at that time so it was a it was a good combination of doing some commercial work earning some money with that and having some technology to play with and then doing artistic work so like for example i think the, i think one of the really first projects of Mesa was a big piece for opel and they so we got like 12 big 21 inch tube monitors like really big boxes and for us as a young office it was amazing to get that amount mm -hmm. of monitors mm -hmm. basically and we used them for one fair and after the fair okay we, we made just exhibition so we had a big table put all these monitors on the table and then we said okay well this is an, an exhibition gallery space now for digital arts for example mm -hmm. And, and this kind of mixture between commercial things and artistic things that was kind of significant in the early days of Maison. So the, not only one client on the automotive field, mm -hmm. so there should be some the, the, the competition or there's a some the different company in one field. Mm -hmm. It's uh, sometimes the, the problem of the company. So the client want the same things in the different companies, so you have to choose the, which mm. company you want to work with. Um, yes. In practice, this was never a problem. I understand that really? in theory, this might be a problem, but um, I think at that point, we were a small company, so we're doing one project after another, and it's not that there was like one department just working for Opel and the next department was just working for Volkswagen. Mm -hmm. Basically, this was this project then and a couple of okay. months later, another project came in. And basically, what these companies, of course, know is that they, with companies like ours, they just learn from each other. So mm. if we're doing something for for BMW, it's it's kind of okay if... They know, they know we also work for Hyundai, for example, or mm -hmm. for, for Opel, or whatever, and they know that they can learn a lot mm. from this project, uh, from mm. this process, that mm. there are several companies. Mm. And I think that's, that's quite of usual for the parts of cars, of course. They, they know that they all use similar parts. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, so the like a car exhibition mm -hmm. for some the making some digital 
installation or uh, something to describe the new technology of the mm -hmm. automobile. And what about other works? Mm -hmm. But uh, installation, museum, mm -hmm. or a website or mm -hmm. something? Mm -hmm. um, yes, the web in the beginning was a big part, so we're really uh, focusing on really innovative things in the beginning and we did a couple of the really first websites mm -hmm. for design magazines or design schools um, in the beginning, but I think now it's, it's a much more established field, so mm -hmm. most, most web projects are pretty clear of what they need and they're pretty good solutions for just providing the basics and uh, we have we still have some clients which we work with with uh, with websites but uh, these days it's a much more specialized field and I think their companies are much more focused on that area mm. um, but for for some reason we're still uh, in the uh, area of doing websites for architects it's mm. kind of interesting because I think they 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 feel that we somehow understand architecture in a specific way that's really interesting for them so websites for architectures for architects is something we're we're still working on and uh, we're still happy with the website for the HFG Offenbach which is the local school of design in mm. Frankfurt nice and, and uh, how many number of the staff about the Meso? Um, we're right now about 30 people here um, we're still organized into departments. It's Meso Digital Services and Meso Digital Interiors, and the interiors part is more working on the physical things, and the services more, basically on the back, uh, back end side, mm -hmm. providing the the infrastructure for these kind of things. And uh, I met uh, Florian or uh, Bjorn, yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. they said uh, they are one of the. Um, kind of a collaborator, mm -hmm. not the the actual the member of the meso, but mm -hmm. the, he they kind of the freelancer, mm -hmm. and uh, they switch the company mm -hmm. the part project. Mm -hmm. Is that the kind of the one of the style of the how meso running the project? Um, no, I think it's well, it's a process. What's going on, and I think it's with every company. It's like that to do certain kind of projects you need to have a fixed staff and that's what we're aiming typically although of course at some point you will need persons with some specific qualifications or you have specific projects coming in and then you need some additional people to get these done and um, so I'm kind of happy how it turns out so we have a really great team of uh, employees here mm. working on that but on the other side, events like Node are, mm. of course, really interesting to mm -hmm. to to know the network of the of all the freelancers around. I see. Okay, so the let's move to the about the VVVV one, mm -hmm. the which the why I am sitting here, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> of course, and uh, first the everyone again the don't know about BVVV. So could you uh, describe about what is BVVV? Mm -hmm. um, first of all, it's a graphical programming language. Mm. So you don't write text mm. as you would do in Java or uh, processing or whatever or open frameworks, where you basically need to write a combination of lots of letters and brackets and and names and and 
spaces and numbers and whatever. And with VVV, you program in a graphical way. Mm. So you have more like a diagram mm -hmm. where you have different functions or operators. These are gray boxes and you connect these boxes with lines. And that's, I think, one of the beauties of VVV, that everything you can do is just made out of boxes and lines which connect these boxes. And um, for me, it's kind of surprising how well this works. Mm. Um, because it allows people who are coming more from a visual background mm -hmm. or have some really sophisticated spatial brain yeah. to go into programming. And mm. uh, this is particularly interesting to see after all these years at Node as well, as because I think there are a lot of people here who kind of learned to use computers in a literate way by using graphical programming and um, I think this allowed a certain kind of type of personalities to to actually start programming and I think if you if you can start programming a, if you can program a computer I think there are a lot of possibilities opening up and yeah, so for us in 1990 Eight when we or ninety seven when we founded the company we already have used uh, Max for some projects Max MSP Max uh, mm. well at that time it was just Max mm -hmm. there was no MSP at that point mm -hmm. and uh, developed at Ilcom in France and I've been using it for musical projects mm. uh, a couple of I think like since ninety five or something then mm. I I ran into uh, Max and then started to do some music with that. So I knew about that concept of the visual programming mm. thing. And um, when, yeah. And the other interesting thing which happened like in the late 90s was that there were cheap graphic cards available, like all these 3D graphic cards. So mm. all the computers before, they were really, really, slow in terms of making graphics mm. on the screen. So mm. you basically, the processor, the CPU, it needs to really paint each pixel one after another. So typically when you started programming in the early 90s, you basically could see the computer drawing one pixel after another in a really slow way. And with the graphic cards, which appeared in the late 90s, this was so incredibly fast at that point because you can really change all the pixels on the screen at the same time. Mm. This was kind of a breakthrough mm. thing. And we saw that potential early in, in Meso's uh, beginnings, basically, and we're working a lot on artistical and commercial projects to really use that technology mm. for, for communication and not just for games. And so for us, it was really important to get that power of graphic cards combined with power of visual programming. And when we had the first, uh, now in, in 2001, mid of 2001, we mm. got assigned a really big project. Mm. Um, it was for the Swiss Expo in 2002. Mm. And we had a, a a great client who gave us all freedom to to do what we want there basically wow. uh, was a uh, 
it was it was it definitely was a collaboration with them, but I think they trusted us fully fully that we could develop something which works in that space, mm-hmm. and uh, so we sat together with them and kind of had really basically every idea we brought on the table. They would say yes, yes, go ahead, that's great, let's do that, um, and to be able to realize that we were feeling that it's extremely important to have a really running graphical programming language connected to the power of these graphic cards. Mm. At that point, there was this wonderful incident that Yorick was Mm. needed to write a thesis for his uh, his programming school Mm. in Linz and then he he managed to get his professors convinced that he could write his thesis at our office and Mm -hmm. within that thesis we sit together and kind of develop many, many of the the Mm -hmm. foundations of of VUV at that time and we used that or especially Sebastian Gregor was mm-hmm. already working at our company at that point mm. so they met here and uh, sat together and in 2002 we used VUV for the first time for a big commercial project mm. so it was a, a huge exhibition which was seen by some hundred thousand visitors in Switzerland in a big building on the lake and it was running a cluster of well, like 20 computers for mm. half a year mm-hmm. in that space. So for us, it was a big moment where we felt, okay, mm. this we, we think it is something which does work mm. and allows of, allows a lot of possibilities. Nice. So the you decided uh, making your own tool by Correct. yourself. Yeah. And uh, is that some the the straightforward or uh, you? face some the wall or you have to the you face some problem you need to something to change i mean the you can do such a graphic programming and uh, using max or the, using the c++ or something mm-hmm. and uh, maybe without the your own tools you mm-hmm. can make the some the project mm-hmm. but you choose mm-hmm. you making your tool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what do you feel about that Mm, I think in programming, obviously, it's a really, it's not really clear whether you're designing a tool or whether you're design, uh, designing a fixed product. Because in programming, most of the endeavors are somehow based on reusabilities. Mm. So you, as a, as a good programmer, you of course always try to write something in a way that you could reuse it later. So uh, for us, it was um, it was more more a direction we we would take at that point, and I think at that time, of course, it fulfilled a really big need to do so because there were no tools for creating high performance graphics in an easy way. So. There was no open frameworks. There was no Unity. Mm. There were, like, there was just Flash or whatever Macromedia Director we used in the beginning, basically, to mm. to get things done. Mm. But they were extremely slow. Yeah. And uh, so it fulfilled the need. So we were thinking, if we ever want to approach that project, we could do it in a right way and develop our own tools for this. And I think these days it's it's different because. Actually, there are so many tools and 
most of the time a lot of work is just discussing, deciding which kind of tool you would use because you always have a list of like 50 tools you could use or could not use or some person in your team have had already used once or not twice but this tool has now the different version and this works different and it's and you had this already made in this tool and now I need to switch to that tool so it's really complicated process these mm. days and mm. it's I think it's I think we it's it's really important to discuss what is the use case you you've been working with mm. And what is the what is the the purpose of the tool? Mm. And I think if you just want to make a web page or something, then there are billions of tools and libraries and whatever. I think this is a terrible situation for all designers out there. Yeah, I like I like the tagline of the VVVV, mm -hmm. um, a multi-purpose toolkit, uh -huh. and uh, it's really difficult to the translate in Japanese. But oh, really? uh, yeah, the why is the, this? The, the, Tamokuteki, uh -huh. so it's mean the multi-purpose, uh -huh. but uh, it's using in a general way. It's mm -hmm. not only generating the graphics, also mm -hmm. the the controlling the some the devices mm -hmm. or the connecting with the internet or mm -hmm. the PC. It's really mm -hmm. easy too, and uh, the also they have the boy grouping, mm -hmm. which the easily making the the multi-computer system mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the managing the lots of the screens or something mm -hmm. so so I really feel the VVVV is really easy to use for mm -hmm. any purpose mm -hmm. so not only creative but also so for example some the research mm -hmm. some researcher mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. the VVVV to the visualizing the mm -hmm. number mm -hmm. of the data they mm -hmm. analyze mm -hmm. so maybe they can do they, mm -hmm. they can use it mm -hmm. mm. So the the ten or fifteen years ago, mm -hmm. there was uh, no tool like uh, Unity or Open Frameworks. Mm -hmm. But now there is a uh, Open Frameworks mm -hmm. or Unity or Unreal Engine or lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but the, I think the Miso still using VVVV as uh, the mm -hmm. first priority tool. Mm -hmm. So, is that still the continuing or the use switching the tool? Um, I think it depends really much on the context. So mm -hmm. if for all project basically where we have the situation like big screens, lots of pixels, mm -hmm. uh, lots of devices and lots of sensors, VUV is, is a completely great tool and we, we really love to use it and mm -hmm. uh, we see how it's progressing and that's all fine and we use it, mm -hmm. use it for that. But obviously that there are more and more cases like whatever virtual reality, augmented reality mm -hmm. uh, things, all the stuff running on mobiles and things like that. That's yeah. obviously something mm -hmm. VUV is not up to yet. Mm -hmm. And so we, of course, we're exploring different possibilities and especially, of course, in the, in the context of many small devices interacting with each other yeah like all the internet of things mm -hmm. uh, things or different mobile devices or groups having lots of devices interacting with them with some mobiles and that's yeah that's an extremely interesting thing yeah. and we need to develop new tools for that yeah maybe embedded bbvv or the something like this <laughs> bbvv for mobile yeah, yeah. Really kind of really great mm. and uh, they maybe everyone they want to use that mm. 
Mm. Cool. So, okay. So, and uh, can I ask the, why you decide the name of the VVVV? <laughs> Is that you want to keep a secret? No, I think basically it's, it's somehow a dumb idea, of course. Mm. And what we're trying to find at that point was obviously something which was rememberable mm -hmm. in some way. And uh, we already finding ourselves mm. uh, seeing things like VVV all the time, like for the World Wide Web at that point, this was really kind mm. of crazy thing that you do that and it's kind of a completely stupid name as well. Mm -hmm. um, so at one point I was saying, let's call it very or visual or whatever. And so the V somehow sticked into our, our minds, but mm. we then found, let's make it really graphical, simple. So it's much easier. Basically mm. the, the, the idea is a little bit that it's easier to write than to, to say it actually. Mm. So then it's, when writing down it's just a wiggly line but if mm -hmm. you speak it it's it sounds really awkward mm. so that's one of the ideas and I don't know how it works in Japanese but um, um, that's that's why I prefer it calling VVVV all the time because it's some make you sound much more stupid mm -hmm. than than saying V4 or something but yeah. because that sounds really like a product at some mm -hmm. point so VVV is still my preferable way of spelling it mm -hmm. And then, so you don't call like a VFV or a VFV or a VFV in... Yeah, well, of course, in Germany, you would say VFV or VFV. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, but... Yeah. In Japanese, the, the pronoun of V is VUI, uh, mm -hmm. so it's really difficult to say that VUI, VUI, VUI. Ah, okay, because <laughs> it, you don't have the Vs yeah. somehow. There's a, yes, <laughs> so I, I call the before it's mm -hmm. really easy to say. Mm -hmm. mm. But uh, in English, speaking mm -hmm. English, I use the VVVV, mm -hmm. so maybe everyone, everyone can understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. So the, the maybe we should uh, going to the some the last topic and mm -hmm. uh, like uh, the future work of Miso mm -hmm. and uh, vision mm -hmm. and uh, like uh, some the current the movement in Germany mm -hmm. about uh, interaction design mm -hmm. or the, what the client need. Mm -hmm. the, I heard uh, the Max mm -hmm. saying about some autonomous car mm -hmm. show technology. Mm -hmm. So the, what do you think about the, what kind of work will be um, the running the, this year and the next year, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. five years later? Mm -hmm. Um, I think we really want to focus more on the interaction of people in space because I think there are so many things going on at the same time we need to somehow focus on, on certain kind of aspects and I think a really important thing is that you more and more have many many things which are digital in the same space so mm. Basically, everything is connected to everything. Mm. That's that's what we know for a long time now. Mm. Um, but it needs to be visible much more in in exhibits and experiences in real space. So um, I think what we are focusing on is more having multiple devices, mm. lots of lo low-level programming in microcontrollers, more going into electronics and things like that. Mm. 
and being able to connect all this mm -hmm. with, of course, the possibility of creating rich visual imagery at the same time. So I think this this is still a really interesting thing, but I think it goes more and more away from, well, this is this box and this box does this, and more into networked systems, basically. And mm -hmm. um, this is something, I guess, we, we intuitively knew from the beginning and I think one of the first attempts to name our company was Meso Digital Media Systems Design. Mm. So we were thinking more about uh, the design of systems where you basically have the full workflow from the creation of the content to the optimization, preparation of content, reusability of things, having different ways of accessing certain kind of things, having multiple people interacting with things in a different way to, to, to make complex things. And I think the systems design is it's a really important thing. And yeah, it's interesting to see where this was lead, uh, would lead us to and it's also interesting what kind of clients actually need mm. that. I think mm. we have, we have we're doing some, some really great stuff with museums as, as kind of test balloons right now mm -hmm. um, which are really interesting to develop these kind of tools um, because um, I feel with lots of the high-tech things um, I think interaction design has not so much of a purpose basically mm. and because in many of the exhibits you would see these days on trade fairs or in corporate showrooms basically it's there is no not so much need for interaction because basically what they want to do is basically they just want to sell you a product so basically what they need is they're getting a yes this that's what I want. I just so the exhibit should be a kind of simple ex experience. Basically, you see something that's great. You click on it, and then you have made a decision, mm. and the decision leads to uh, the purchase of the product. Mm. So it's a simple step in a more complex chain of a purchasing decision. So mm. interaction at that point is not so much required. Mm. these days so if I'm talking about the future of interaction I don't I don't see it so much into kind of these commercial projects because there it's much more um, uh, it's just a step in a chain of a larger process and if, if we talk about interaction I think it's more in, in museums in exhibitions in schools where basically it's really important that people learn something and learn something really deep and I think with that mm. there is a lot of potential still in there. Mm. So the, do you think that you can do such uh, the interaction in space or the making more the micro the systems mm -hmm. and the putting the, the lots of around the space, the, is that you can do that the same approach in the, the, the current the process of your work or you need some the new approach or the new 
aspect to do that? Um, I think you would need, of course, different tools somehow. Mm. And I think it's also more and more important to to um, work with the client on a larger scale to make the projects work over a longer mm. scale because there's a lot of development and there's some kind of commitment from the client necessary to actually use the system. Um, there's more commitment necessary to actually uh, create the system. But in the end, I guess it, it has enormous potential for everybody. And I think this would be, that's the interesting thing of how to get, how to get clients to the way that they need to think more deeply and more, uh, with more commitment about certain things. So the I heard uh, also from the Max the, mm -hmm. he said uh, maybe Meso to try to changing the structure mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. and uh, the could you tell me about that? Um, I think it's more. I would say it's more like a technical thing and uh, more on on focusing things. So mm. I think lots of things have been happening in the past because mm. of some historical things. But I think we need to. I think after 20 years, you kind of need to grow up a little bit more. <laughs> so now the, you have the well, one building mm -hmm. on the, the fourth floor mm -hmm. and the one floor for the one purpose, mm -hmm. I think. So the, so is that easy to work together? And uh, may, maybe you have to the, using the stairs to the communicate mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting because I think there are a couple. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there who say, "Well, we're completely distributed. We have some office here in in San Francisco, and the other office is here, and mm. whatever. And we work over all time zones, and that's also possible. And these days, it's great." Mm. Um, we feel that it's important to have people actually in the same space, mm. um, probably because we work with space. So it's at some point important to actually see and experience and touch things. Mm -hmm. um, but well actually we have of course people sitting in the same room and just discussing over Slack and Skype uh, mm -hmm. all kind of things so they're sitting in the same space and just communicating mm -hmm. as always which is like with uh, with Slack so and yeah and then we try to at some point we every week we need to move them, them all upstairs to kind of get some food together yeah, I really love the 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 top floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a cafe and yeah, yeah. they stand there. Yeah, yeah, that's really good point to the mm. communication. Yeah, mm. yeah. So the the thanks for the interview. I think mm -hmm. the, the it is good to the introduce the mm -hmm. you and the Mizo mm -hmm. and the, how VVVV was made mm -hmm. to the. Japanese that mm -hmm. I think everyone can enjoy mm -hmm. and uh, the, if I get some feedback mm -hmm. I, I will tell you mm -hmm. and uh, I really this would be great yeah, yeah yeah I really want to back to here again mm -hmm. yeah, maybe mm -hmm. two years later mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah yeah okay super yeah thank Thanks. you very much yes. for the, the yeah